What is up, guys? It is Stu, and there's another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. How to reverse a shitty culture that you've created. Remember, the worst behavior you tolerate sets the tone for the culture. Whatever the worst behavior is, whatever the worst exception to the rule is that you tolerate, meaning I allow it. Like, you know, it's a slap on the wrist, but it happens over and over and over again. So technically, I guess I'm tolerating it. That's that's what you're doing, and here's how we can reverse this. And this is going to go for everything from um, a staff member to customers, because you can let the inmates run the asylum on on multiple different fronts here. Okay. Let's go with staff. Let's say, for example, and this is a live example I just dealt with, you've got a, a high membership staff, you know, our gym, five, 600 members, whatever it is. You've got a front desk is a real thing for you, right? You're checking in 40 some people per class while 40 some are walking out. And it, you need that person at the front desk, multiple people even, to be talking, checking people in, answering questions, doing the, the kissing babies and shaking hands kind of scenario. Your front desk, it's a real function of the business at that level of traffic. However, over the years, it's become acceptable for your front desk to kind of be a this social spot where coaches just kind of hang out before class. Other staff members and front desk people kind of just hang out before class and All they really do is, you know, they kind of shoot the shit. They talk shop with the other, you know, the members that are coming in. They're maybe eating back there. It's becoming this, it went from like a functional, you know, aspect of the business to now it's kind of like the cool kids hang out. And you notice that like your staff kind of bunching up behind there. It's not like the clients are getting more quality check-in experience. It's that they're, the staff's mainly just kind of shooting the shit, if you will, and it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's certainly not the most productive way to, for a productive use of their time. You have other things you'd rather them do to enhance this check-in, you know, clients leaving and clients coming experience. Well, this is going to, this is going to be a policy change. that's going to be like, well, what the hell? Like what, why are we changing this? What's the big deal? And, and here's how I recommend you handle this. First off, your changes have to be effective immediately. Don't be like, well, I'm going to give them like two weeks for them to stop, you know, having Postmates deliver their lunch to the front desk while people are checking in or in the middle of the day. No, it's effective fucking immediately. Okay. Effective immediately. This stops. Now, once you've laid out the timeline, it's effective immediately. Now you're going to lay out what's changing. Effective immediately, the new policy regarding the use of the front desk is as follows. Bullet point number one. When you are, you are not to be behind the front desk for any other purpose other than checking in members or handling membership, billing, or purchase exchanges, transactions, whatever. If you are greeting members, chit-chatting with members, kissing babies and shaking hands, shooting the shit with members, do that outside of the front desk. The front desk is like this bunker, this physical barrier 
that a lot of gyms have, and it's kind of silly. It's like, why aren't you just out there in the like in the talking to them? Why do you have to be behind your? You know, it's like a a lifeguard chair. It's this like status thing. I'm behind the front desk. I'm important. No, you're fucking not. Right? Get out from behind the front desk unless you're physically using the computer there to do this thing. And for those of you guys who don't even have a computer, you just have iPad kiosks that face the client. There's really no reason behind the front desk. Well, if I have to sell someone retail, sure. If someone wants retail, they'll tell you you go behind the front desk. Anyway, so in this email, effective immediately, following policies, you're no longer behind the front desk unless you're doing those things. In this particular case, this gym also allowed the staff who participate in the retention-based compensation model we created for them to utilize that computer for that purpose. So we added that bullet point in. You may use, you may be behind the front desk, sitting there, you know, whatever, as long as you're doing this. So there's one computer, so that means one person can be behind there using it with the CRM to text, email, whatever, you know, reach out to their cohort of members. If you're not familiar with my retention-based compensation model, there's videos on it, free, there's Microgym University will give you the entire playbook, so on and so forth. And that's it. Now, you've laid out when it's happening, effective immediately, what's happening, stop, you know, um, loitering behind the front desk, except in these two scenarios. And then we also added in, no more eating behind the front desk. If you need to eat, you will do that in a different area of the building. You are not eating behind the front desk. Okay, so that's all laid out. Now you have to imagine what the staff who you're creating this cultural change is going to do. What are they going to inquire? What are they going to ask? What's important? What information is important to them? Hey, real quick, if you find this one the many general content I give you in the podcast helpful at all, Imagine what I could do if I actually had an in-depth look at your business. You have a CPA that does your taxes. You have a lawyer who creates your membership agreements and waivers. Why don't you have a consultant or a business coach that is able to go ahead and solve the problems that you're facing faster and for far less expensive than you trying to do it on your own? If you could constantly just get back to doing what you love and what you know best, which is servicing the clients, your business would be probably light years ahead of where it is now. If you want to work with someone on a daily, weekly, monthly basis until you no longer need me, until the problems are solved and you fire me, then go to Instagram and send me a DM at WTF Gym Talk. Give me an overview as to what you've got going on and I'll let you know if it's a good thing for us to work together. Guys, back to the podcast. Three-letter word, why? They're going to ask why. I like it like this. Why are we changing it? This is ridiculous. This place is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks donkey dicks. That's probably what they're going to say. If they don't say it, they're fucking thinking it. It is on you. Yes, it is on you, Mr. Gym Owner. You allow, you created the culture by allowing it. Now we got to unwind this fuck clock that you've created. You've already got two of the steps down when effective immediately, what's happening. And now you got to go ahead and you have to come up with a why. Now your why, here's some highly recommended tips. One sentence. The second your why goes three, six, nine sentences, God, you're instantly justifying, you're back on your heels. You are no longer in the, the position of power. No is a full sentence. It's a complete sentence. 
Now, I'm not telling you just to respond with no. I w- you get one whole sentence. You can say a lot in one sentence. Why are we doing this? This sucks. Because one of our top priorities in 2024 is to professionalize the first encounter prospects and members have with our business, and that is the front desk. Period. Nothing else. You don't need one other supporting fucking fact. That's what's up with the what's up. That's it right there. So you lay that out. Think of what's coming next, right? Effective immediately. When? New front desk policies. That's the what. We answered why number one. What do you think's possibly coming down the, down the pipeline once you've given them the why? The one sentence why. They're going to ask, well, what if, you know, they're going to get a what if scenario. Well, what if I'm behind the front desk? I was working on the lab, the computer there for the retention based stuff. And I, I also happen to have a ham, ham and cheese sandwich in my pocket. And I, I have the tummy grumbles and my tummy grumbles are getting loud and I don't want to upset the members. So I, I got to feed myself a ham and cheese sandwich so they don't hear my tummy grumbles. What then? Well, in this fun scenario, now we are going to go ahead and think of our head, the FAQs. Those are the what ifs, right? Frequently asked questions. That's pretty much what what ifs are. Think of all the ones they're going to ask, like that one with the tummy grumbles. And I know this like just a funny, you know, exaggeration, but they're going to ask some stupid shit. And it's not even stupid. Some of it's legit. Like they're legit frequently asked questions and what ifs. I get it. Your responses do not have to make sense to them. And I want to give you that permission. You do not need to come up with a response that to them checks the box. You just need to have your response. Well, Coach Sally, considering your shift at the front desk is three hours, we're going to require you to eat like a big girl prior to your shift start. You will not eat at the front desk, period. But tummy grumble, no, no, no. That Handle your tummy grumbles before your shift. You know when you're working the front desk. You Or you know when you're whatever. Like Again, I'm just talking uh, one to many, you guys. I don't know what your fucking systems are. You know when you're working. It's a four-hour shift, the three-hour, whatever it is. Eat beforehand. You're not allowed to eat here. This isn't the break room. But we don't have an office. Uh, yeah, I realize we don't have an office. You may go here, here, or do this, this, and this to eat. You may not eat at the front desk. Again, you're more or less repeating the same thing you said earlier. But now you're just making, you're letting them know, yes, even in this what if scenario, you're not allowed to. Well, what if Jesus Christ appears to me in my ham and cheese sandwich and says, son, I'm going to solve those tummy grumbles. You may eat this ham and cheese. Shut the... No, you may not. Fucking the Virgin Mary could appear in the fucking cheese and you are not allowed to eat it. Do we understand? And I, I, I like the last one. And when you're doing this in person is repeat it back. Like, hey guys, so just so we're all in the, we're all in the clear. 
are we allowed to eat at the front desk even if we're really, really hungry? Like, no. And I know it sounds like you're, play, you're being a complete dick. And I need you to dial this down to, like, understand that, like, I'm obviously exaggerating here, but I would still push the point across to the same degree. But it is. It's like you're talking to a six-year-old. This is how I would have to talk to my daughter, right? And for those of you guys who think I am being really, like, kind of a condescending dick with this whole thing, I, I do this with the exaggeration, A, for the entertainment value, but B, to punch home points. But those of you guys who have, you know, mature able-minded, you know, uh, adults working for you, you won't have to go down this route. You're going to be able to give the, you know, this is what's happening, effective immediately. Here's what's changing. Here's why. And it would be done. For those of you that have allowed a, a child's clubhouse to form in your business, yeah, then don't, you, you're probably not upset with me on this. You're probably like, thank you, more. More of the six-year-old talk. I need more of that because these people are fucking retards. Retards. Retards in Boston accent. You insensitive pricks. Um, retarded. Uh, listen, if this is something you're dealing with, that is how I recommend you formulate the communication. Some things are small and you can do it in an email. Other things are big and you have to do it in person. But what's happening... I'm sorry, when's it happening? What's happening? Those two are interchangeable. You can move those back and forth. Doesn't matter. Why? And then think of the what ifs, the frequently asked questions. Now, here's the key, because this just this is putting the ball, like teeing the ball up to get hit. It, you actually changing the culture requires now the final and most important piece. You have to protect this with vengeance. You ever see like in a movie the villain of a movie has to set an example so they fuck somebody, you know, they kill somebody or whatever because they want to set an example to everyone else and keep them in line. That's what needs to happen here. The next offender of the thing, whatever it is, you need to make sure to whatever degree of change you're doing, again, if it's a big thing, you fire them. If it's a little thing like this front desk thing, you know, you write, you have a, you have the infraction written up, you have a meeting about it, and you bring it up in the performance review, but you make it a big deal, right? Like when you talk to that employee, you make it seem as if they just took a shit in the middle of the gym floor, because they need to know you take this serious. Because if the, once they understand the severity of the intention you have with it, word will leak through the rest of the, you know, the employees, and like, dude, he's not fucking around about this front desk thing. I was back there eating a fucking Nutter Butter, and you would have thought I told him his mother was a whore. He was pissed. So this is where, again, you don't scream at people or anything like that. You just let them know, like, you got to let them know, this is serious. Like, I, we talked about this. I laid out exactly what it was that I, what was changing. Please tell me what other tools or information I can provide you so that you can be successful with this. And that's when, unless they're a complete fucking douche, they're going to be like, no, you're right. I fucked up. You don't need to tell me anything. I don't need any more information. You said don't do X and I did X. And I'm sorry. Won't happen again. That's how an adult's going to handle it. If you have someone on your staff, whatever. At this point, like if you've had to do that whole sixth grade lingo and you have someone on your staff that's going to like argue with you after they fuck it up, just do yourself a favor. Fire them. Just fire them. If you're scared to fire them, just close your eyes and pretend you're not a little bitch for a second. Just give it a try. Close your eyes. Like, I'm not a little bitch. I'm not a little bitch. And fucking fight. Like, so many of you guys are 
your businesses suck or they, they're sucking, they're in a moment, they're in a period of suck because you're afraid to fire somebody. Oh my God, I'll have to go back and coach the 5.30 a.m. class. Yeah, you might. But guess what? I thought this was like, you're the leader. I thought you're the quarterback of this thing. You're the person willing to sacrifice and make the hard decisions so that the business is successful. Anyway, uh, when it comes to the your members on this, it's the same, guys. It really is. It's the same thing. So let's say it's like you can't something something in the class setting. So uh, if you are a spin studio, you can't bring your cell phone into the class. If you're a CrossFit gym, you uh, you know no no clapping chalk around or whatever I don't know whatever silly shit they do. Whatever that is, again, you put out a little press release to the members, right? I would bake it into some other news so it's not just like this. You know, you're not sending an email out about chalk being spilt or whatever. Bake it into some things. Put it in there. Just, hey, guys, going forward, we're asking that blah, 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 blah. But in class announcements for members are the key. Coach interaction with members in which the infraction has occurred, like the moment it happens, the moment, you know, Sally brings her cell phone into her soul cycle class and it's, it, you know, her ring back tone is, is going off or whatever the fuck. That's when the chain, that's when the, the, uh, the opportunity for the fastest, most permanent change happens is right there in the moment. Because remember, people, who, members, I'm talking members now, members who disobey, quote unquote, your, ro- your rules, they are the smallest minority of the gym. Like the smallest. So handling it, handling it in a one-on-one situation is typically always a viable strategy, always. And additionally from that, when you feel that that person, you know, they they especially when you feel like, okay, this person's doing this thing, it's happening in the middle of class, I'm gonna have a conversation with them now, and other people see you have that conversation, they pick up on it. Because nobody wants to be a jerk in class. Like, nobody wants to be the jerk. I've, I, I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever ran into any like real cultural scenarios where like the majority of the membership are a bunch of jerks, that kind of thing. So uh, hopefully this helped. Um, and again, I was a little bit, I, I know my tone and my approach to this was maybe a little bit harsher and it came off as harsh, it, it, but it needs to be too. If you're, again, if you don't have these HR issues, this isn't, I'm not speaking to you on this one. I'm speaking to people who literally they're having issues growing the business because of the culture that they allow, that, that shitty behavior. The worst behavior that they allow and they tolerate becomes the culture. Well, guess what? You gotta be, you're gonna have to be a little bit harsh to reclaim your land and kind of you know, course correct this whole thing. All right, guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.